The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. You're listening to The Empowered Woman, Badass and Unfiltered Podcast, a place for inspiration, empowerment, and personal development. Showcasing badass women from all over the world, giving tips on personal development, mindset, and healing. I'm your host, Olivia, transformational success coach for spiritual female entrepreneurs. Now let's dive into this episode. Welcome back to the Empowered Woman, Badass, and Unfiltered Podcast, and we are in the most impactful guest season, season nine, and I could not do this without a woman that is changing the world. She has helped over 150 at this time now, uh, women flee from Ukraine um, while while running a business. And, you know, getting her word out and her message out. And um, her name is Anastasia and she is back. I'm so happy to have her. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for for joining me today. Yeah. Hey. Hey, thank you for inviting me. So, okay. Just to give, if you didn't hear about the, the episode before, we talked about the importance of networking and how when you are networking with individuals, you're not doing it just for like, oh, what can I get from this right now? You think about it in a sense of, you know, how can we help each other? You know, what do I have to offer them? And also like, who do I know that might help them um, with something else? And, you know, the importance of really looking at networking from a different aspect than that, uh, than what we do nowadays of like, let's go in, Let's not even really build rapport. Let's just exchange cards. And then you never really like get back in touch with the person. Um, and it's so transactional. Transactional networking is something that we're, we're, I see that we do a lot more. Well, she was talking about the importance of not doing that. So if you are a business owner, um, you should definitely listen to that. If you're if you're a person that just likes to network in general, you need to listen to that. It, it, it really um, will help change your mind on things. Um, and, you know, just talking about the the struggles and just the tenacity and the strength of the Ukrainian people. Um, and it just, it gave me so much more gratitude um, to count the everyday blessings. I feel like we over here um, in America, we tend to see other problems be like, oh, that's sad, and keep going about our days, and then complaining about the small things, not, not even acknowledging the little blessings that we have, and um, not realizing that we, we how privileged we are. If you're listening to a podcast right now, you are so privileged to be living, listening to a podcast. So um, that's just a little recap, but what have you been doing since we last talked? Hey, this is so true, by the way, about complaining. So true, because, uh, you know, like people whine about gas prices in Europe and the, in the US is the same. 
However, I want you to know, guys, that the gas prices you have here are the same in Ukraine now. And at the same, people are trying to still run businesses and still like, and they're under under attacks every single day. So, <laughs> and, I, and, and get me right, I'm not trying to say that somebody's pain is smaller or bigger. No, it's just that everything, you know, is in comparison. That's that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, so since we talked, now, by the way, there is a little correction to what you've said. I did not help 150 women to flee Ukraine, but once they fled, I helped them was you know accommodation little jobs to to get them through and then the psychological support that my friend uh, my amazing friend that from new york is doing so yeah yeah now it's um a bit slower because they um my girlfriends are now somewhere already you know in europe and they have already started either a job or their kids have to have started school so it's a bit calmer than it was in the beginning when you know everybody was in shock um yeah and then since then um you know 80 percent of my business used to be in ukraine that's why when it all started my business went super down even though before it was like extremely success successful so yeah that um a note to you guys who think that your business is successful and it's always going to be like that mm. <laughs> nope <laughs> uh, no <laughs> yeah there are different factors that influence it of course and we do as best as we can as entrepreneurs but who would predict that who would have predicted that there, there would be war right so um so but uh then after you know everything got back to i can't say to normal but people got used to the war like you get used to the war you try to still operate and do your thing i've been back and forth to ukraine I'm based in London now, but I'm back and forth in Ukraine and because um, uh, clients wanted me back. And this is not about me. Um, it's more about, uh, I'd say it's more about Ukrainian spirit when people just go on no matter what. <laughs> At the same time, it is a crash test to everything I was telling you before because, um, you know, I was telling you how much how much we have to be invested in relationships with our clients. And it is an investment, like you spend time on that, right? Because clients and friends and, and just people around you. So this is a crash test to everything I was telling you, right? Because, uh, I mean, what about a crash test for your business than the war and then clients returning to you in the war? Like, right? <laughs> and I didn't do any marketing. I have no money for marketing. <laughs> like, I've stopped all marketing because you have to, you know, to 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 cut some costs when, when business isn't going so good. So, yeah. Uh, and now um, we have more clients in the US, more clients in London um, and Ukraine. So now it's even bigger than it was before. Wow. There's okay, there's a lot that you said there. there is <laughs> you know, it's funny when I talk to people about this pot, like the podcast we did, I, I always let them know, like, when I say helpfully, I mean she's helped them find jobs, she's helped them. <laughs> and I didn't say that in the intro, but yes, when I tell people about it, I'm like, she's helped them, you know, find places to stay and stuff like that. Because that's a part of the process. You can leave and get out the country, and you still like it's just like what? It's like what, what am I gonna do now? You know, and that that key that you were doing and the fact that you're at you you have that friend that helps add that psychological support to help address the trauma that they're facing that is so powerful and i love that you added that component um and i love that you also said you know we 
you know, if you think you have a successful business, <laughs> because we aren't control in control of anything, but how we respond to things. That is it. And you chose to respond by being a selfless servant. Like seriously, in so many ways, you, you, you really did have such a pride and honor for, you know, your country and helping your, your people and getting the word out. And it's like, I, I really, when I met you, it, it was really a shift. You weren't focused so much on that. And I, one of the things that you said in the podcast too, was um, that, that really stuck with me was how we use, we usually avoid the parts about war in the Bible, but it was actually very consoling during that time. Yeah. Um, and it's like just every little piece that you really, it shows so much about your character, the person you are. And um, yeah, that's why I had to have you here because like, there's so many things that like you're caught, con- like I constantly think of you at least throughout the week of like, oh my goodness, this amazing woman, you know, is out here, you know, running a business, doing things. And now, now you're busier than you were before. How are you, how are you doing? I'd say much better. I was, and also mm, I, I want to be super frank because it will be helpful to those people who are like me, who, you know, when, when the crisis hits, you go ahead and help other people, right? So, and that's us. I'm not trying to say to, to do anything differently. That's us. That's who we are. So we, we wouldn't have done a different way. Um, however, that also means that be prepared that when everybody's going through, you know, trauma and tragedy and crisis and they're completely actionless and you are so into action, it's going to hit you, but it's just going to hit you lighter than them. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like, there is no avoidance of this. It is going to hit you. Okay. So, um, because for us, this helps us, the helping others helps us to go through through the crisis. And we think that if if this is helping us right now, that's how it's going to be. No, it's going to it's going to hit you eventually. So it did eventually hit me. I was depressed. Um, yeah, there were days when I was in my bed, like from morning till night, and I just didn't want to go out and get out of my bed. And like nobody could get me out, like nobody. And mentally, I was in a you know like this place like when you feel you're in a dark hole that was the feeling so yeah so I had to go through this and um no I did not help myself (laughs) as they teach you (laughs) uh you have to help yourself your body uh can teach you everything um no not in my case at least maybe somebody could do that Uh, I did have to ask for my therapist's help and uh because it was just um, yeah I couldn't have done it and then my therapist, it was interesting. Um, he looked at me and he said, you need, you need a vacation. And again, talking to those guys who are, you know, very busy in, in your work. I was like, vacation from what? <laughs> I'm not even close to doing work I used to do, right? So it's like, it, it almost felt unfair to take a vacation uh, when you did not have the same income as you used to have. When basically, like, what are you, what are you tired of? And he actually told me, you could be, you crisis and 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 pain and hurt, um, make you tired, make make you exhausted. Um, 
Yeah, so it was very, I thought it was very selfish to go on vacation at that time. But then my husband told me, like, he looked at me, he said, you know what, you, you gotta go. Because <laughs> I was like, I was depressed, I was angry on, all the time, angry, like everything would piss me off, like everything from little to big. And um, even though I, th I thought that was super selfish, uh, I did decide to go and it was, um, you know, nothing fancy, like a little village in Italy, like village, village, one restaurant, nothing else, <laughs> but it did have a beach. Okay. And that's exactly what I needed. And I have to tell you, I got back to London, a new person, a new person and everybody saw it. So, so I didn't know. And I want to share this because before I knew how to, you know, I knew if I work a lot, I need a vacay. Like I, I knew how to read myself, you know, I knew, you know, when everything is pissing me off, then probably I'm just, I'm just tired from work and from the loads of work. So we know how to read ourselves, but then when, when, when crisis hits, you're becoming a new person and you have to almost like learn to read yourself once again. It's not the same pattern. It's not the same everything. So, so yeah. That that's, that's big. Thank you so much for sharing that. You know, you know, I love your authenticity. It's just, uh, it's the realness for me. I love that. Like this. It's true. I, mean, I know I'm to be wrong because if I want to, I mean, what's the sense for people to listen to podcasts where everybody says how successful they are, how good they are? Um, I mean, yeah, there are times when we are extremely successful and thanks God. And, you know, and we give away more when we are successful and good. So we are able to bless others. But then there are times when, when there is no success and there is, you know, when there is no good mood, when there's no positivity. And and yeah, and let's be frank about that. Because I don't want people to be hard on themselves. I'm not positive today. I'm not happy today. Well, yeah. And that, yeah, and that's fine. <laughs> yeah. I ha I've had to learn that in in ways. And you know, I also you're so right about how you can't avoid the crisis, no matter what you're doing. Because mm -hmm. for me with the hurricane, which is not anything like war. It it was over a lot faster, but I was I was in jump like mode to like help out. But then I got super depressed afterwards. Um and it did take me a while. And you're right, you know, you change. You have to learn yourself again after crisis. Um and you know we're constantly evolving and growing and this is a pivotal change in your life. Um what do you think has really helped you? Like, what are a few of the things that have helped you the most um, through this time that, you know, you're still in, Ukraine's still in war? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I, I also don't want to be somebody who is um, ruining what, what, what you guys listening to this have believed, believed but uh, I, I don't believe in being resilient just by yourself and i don't believe in being brave just by yourself and thriving you can thrive yourself oh i don't know i don't know about you guys but i i couldn't so to me it was number one number one and i will always say it people around me i've come to understand that there is only one one big big value in our life and that's people around us nothing else seriously nothing else if people around us it's they can bring you to life they can help they can you can help you know if if you have like the good right people uh, in your in your circle and then number two yeah you need to have pace uh, and you can 
call it whatever. Yes, I'm a Christian. You can call it whatever. But faith moves you on. Like it gives you the why to wake up in the morning, right? Like why are you waking up? What's your, for some people, it could be your mission. Like what's your mission? You know, why, why are you waking up? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Because um, it's not easy to be in front of, you know, 300, 400 people giving them a speech. And when inside you're, you're worrying about your parents all the time, my parents are back in Ukraine, right? And you're worrying about your country. So it wouldn't be possible to do A without people around you and B without reminding yourself why you're doing this. Which in my case, you know, I'm on stage, not for me, I'm on stage for them. Like I, I want to help them, want to help entrepreneurs um, or business owners or, or tops top managers, I want to help them build better relationships with their employees and clients because that influences, it It doesn't only influence your business, it influences and your bottom line, it influences the quality of life for everyday life. So, so yeah, so so I think these things um, really uh, have helped. Um, yeah. Thank you, thank you. You know, we need people and we have to have faith or a mission. Mm -hmm. That's the, like two biggest things. Um, now I want to talk a little bit about your business. Wh who you, what exactly you do, who exactly you help. <clears throat> Just so, you know, if anybody's listening and they need your services, um, you know, they know where to reach out. Yeah. Well, uh, simply put, I help businesses to keep their clients, to retain their clients and employees. That's simply put. Okay. And by by what am I doing this? I'm doing I'm doing it by helping them to create uh, wow experience both for their employees and clients, so that they could disrupt their industries. Because usually, you know, when they start doing this, they just they just become uncomparable to other to others. Like you can't you, you differentiate yourself differentiate yourself so much. So um, so yeah, um, I'm doing it through you know consultancy workshops. Um, and you know that my background is working with big, big, big companies like uh, Maxmara, McDonald's, Kenzo, banking. So I done this, this, but then entrepreneurs started asking, could you, you know, help a little company? Because we have a problem of losing employees, they just leave, or we have a problem, you know, basically my pain for entrepreneurs is when you guys, uh, we guys, because <laughs> I'm myself I'm also an entrepreneur, you know, when we spend more and more marketing dollars and then we get the first client and then we sold to that first client and then boom, we forget about him or, or her and we just move to others and we invest more and more and more marketing dollars into di digital, into leads, into funnels, into everything. But that inside, you're not satisfied. One, because your money is out there not bringing you what you want. Number two, it is not easy to create those relationships with new clients all the freaking time. Like, it's not easy. It's much, much easier to build relationships with existing ones because then they, A, recommend you and B, um, you know, they buy more from you. Like, look at my clients from Ukraine. Uh, during the war, they're asking me to come and help and do a workshop for them. Like, I mean, what about a crash test, you know? So, yeah, so basically that's what I do. And um, somebody has asked me if I could do a short program because usually my programs are deep and long and all that. But somebody has asked me if I should do 
um, a shorter program. So I'm considering of doing like a 30 day thing, like very distilled um, for, for coaches, experts, and entrepreneurs who have services, who sell services. Okay. So I, th- yeah, just something that would be super fast, you know, for you guys to go and implement. So I'm, I'm thinking about that right now. And if I, if I prepare it, I'm gonna, I'll be happy to send you the, the link to that. Yes, yeah. definitely send me the link to that because I'll be very interested in that. And also, I took a. I'm the assistant general manager of a fine dining restaurant now, so that's also. <laughs> okay. Okay. And yeah. employee retention is something that all companies in America are are dealing with right now. It's not uh, us in America. Employee retention in, in the UK is huge. However, what I've noticed, and you'll be you'll be you'll you you will like this case. So a friend of mine was looking for a job in a restaurant business, assistant to general manager job in a restaurant business in London. Now, restaurants in London are crying for people. I, I, you know, it's it's just it's it's horrible. The, the retention level is just horrible. So that person went to 30 interviews. And here's my my question to you. How many of those 30 people in the restaurant business during the interview have suggested coffee, tea, or water to a candidate? Just guess. Maybe two. One. One. Yeah. Now, how many? Then they had trial shifts. They had six trial shifts. And I, I want, I mean, I want to go on with those riddles for you guys, but out of six trial shifts, Trial shift is when the person comes and spends time with you guys, right? Like they come and, and do the shift or half of the shift or even two hours. So they 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 give you their time. And out of the six shifts, only one restaurant actually gave the feedback, and that's where she got hired. Meaning, um, we are we are desperate for employees. We are saying, you know, we blame it to everything starting COVID and ending with whatever. But then at the same time, we as businesses do not do simple things for that retention, like simple things. So that's something something I also help businesses. And we just did one with um, the company's name is named um, Maker Construction. So the guys, basically what they do, they, they, they help um, to construct stuff, right? It's a construction company and they do concrete and very, you know, hardware company. Yeah. But they were asking me, can you help us with our employee experience, like um, candidate experience? And then first day on the job, how to, you know, as leaders, what should we do so that they want to feel appreciated, so that they feel appreciated? What can we do there? So we actually did the whole roadmap for them for the whole year. You know, what do you do with your employees so that they don't leave you? These are such simple things, just that we don't pay attention to them. So yeah, there should be a shift now. Businesses, you know, should start considering their employees as their clients. This is our clients, employees as clients, and not like before when you know we're, we were picky and like, oh, you know, tell me, tell me the pen. Oh my God, this is such a, <laughs> you know, like during the interview they would tell you to try to sell me the pen from that movie. Which movie was it? I don't remember what movie it is, but I know exactly I know. what you're talking about. You know, like, it's so <laughs> stale. Like, guys, seriously? Yeah. I, um, I, I love the trial shifts. 
I love really it. love that. Um, my manager, I did notice because he had a mass like um, hiring. Now I've worked with the company that I work for now for three years and how it happened. We've needed an AGM for a year now, mm-hmm. almost a year, almost a year. And um, I, uh, I, I emailed the vice president of our region and I, reg- I, I emailed the regional manager and I emailed my, my GM while I was like doing like just extra shift work and helping out because they needed the help. Yeah. And I was like, well, okay, what's the process of, you know, this, you know, hire, being hired on and with like are promoted. And um, I was literally offered the job within two weeks of me asking that question. Wow. And I, I, very fortunate. Cause I mean, I've worked with the company. They all know me. They know my work ethic. Um, they know I'm dependable and I'm clean. Um, you know, clear background check. I don't do drugs. I don't, you know, I have a good rapport with the, with the guests that we have come in and I have a good relationship with our, with my coworkers. Well, now we're, we're going through hiring so many people. We're in such a stage of transition and we, we have to be picky because we are fine dining. We can't just have any, you know, that's good. And I mean, cause, but at the same time, I would love for people to see what the dynamic is and Mm -hmm. see if, you know, because it's really hard to just meet a person and see them and and then just go based off of that one initial meeting and be like, okay, let's, let's get you on, let's get you all signed up. Let's get you all the workbook stuff. And then um, let's get you to, you know, do some shifts, shadow this day. It's a, it's a longer process. I would like to really, I would like to see their work ethic more. It's a, it's a trial day, tryout day for both of us. It is. It is. Now, when I said picky, I meant, no, it's good for businesses to be. I always say, please be picky with with who you hire. Yeah. But I was probably more um, thinking of the attitude that we have towards those people. Right. Like they need us. We don't need that. Exactly. Yes. Like arrogant picky. That's what Mm -hmm. I mean. Um, It's good to be picky. And yes, I so much agree. There shouldn't be just one interview, especially in fine dining. Um, at least two and then one would be good to have one interview was the fellow colleagues so that they also you know see it could tell if they like the person or not trial shift is a great way to see how the person behaves if you told them what you're expecting them to do on a trial shift because that's again something the companies would just say oh it's a trial shift well uh, 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 follow Samuel, you know? <laughs> so, and I, you know, you know, we sit down with companies and we do like the scenario for the trial shift so that the person knows what they're doing. Um, the other person knows what, the, what they're doing with that new person. So they, they, we, they would always say, okay, guys, you're in the huddle. They'd say, this is Samuel. He's joining us today for the trial shift. There's always respect. There's always including, including the person. So yeah, um, there is a lot, lots and lots of details that show your um, candidate that you, that you're a great company. Cause you know what, I've, what this has done to my friend. So um, remember she's been to 30 interviews. Yeah. And now when we go out for a drink and I'll be like, maybe, uh, maybe let's go here. This looks like a nice place. You know what she says? No, no, no. We're not going there. Cause they never gave me feedback. Um, maybe there. Oh no, no, no. We're not going there. Cause they, when I came for the trial show, they were extremely arrogant. I didn't know what to do. And they were pissed with me because I didn't know what to do. 
So if you think of it, your candidates are your potential clients. Mm -hmm. So that's the way you should treat them. Doesn't matter you hire them or you don't hire, that's fine. But just make sure that even if you don't hire them, they they'll be like, oh my gosh, this is such a good company. And I really want to give them business. I want to go for a drink to that company, to that restaurant, or you know, to eat out just because they were so good to me. Oh yeah, I love this. This is that was that was very helpful. Um and yeah, so let me know whenever any of your things are coming out. Um, I will have all of your links linked below in the bio and um, description. Um, was there anything else you'd like to share today? Uh, I think my biggest thing for right now is, um, especially for those people who, who are more of either lonely nuts or those people who think they could do everything by themselves. I would really, really encourage you guys to rethink that. Um, because like, here's me, like I did believe it. I, 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 you know, I've been raised as a woman who can do everything, who should be independent, who, who is strong and blah, blah. That's good. I'm not trying to say it's bad, but um. But just rethink it. You need to have that support system of the crazy people around you who will, who will you know, stand up for you. And also at the same time, when you see somebody in trouble, don't ask they're going to ask you for help. Don't, I'm sorry, don't wait they're going to ask you for help. You know, there, there are proud people like us. We don't ask for help, but we still need it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So if you see somebody in trouble, um, and, you know, I've learned this with my girls, with 150 girls. I told you, Ukrainian women are very proud, you know, good, proud. That's good. They have their dignity. But there's also a drawback to that. So, like, for example, I asked one of my friends, I said, um, you know, I know you were leaving. And she she used to live in the Kherson area, which is now occupied by Russian soldiers. And I, I was like, you know what? When you left... Um, and I know she had a, an awful story of leaving, right? Like she was shot, her car was shot. It was just horrible. So I said, I bet you didn't bring much. And she says, uh, well, I did bring enough. So here, here, I know now you have to ask a question. So I was like, um, can you tell me how many pieces of clothes do you have? She's like, oh, I do have two pairs of jeans and three t-shirts. So then, you know, I went on and helped her, gave her my clothes and all of that. But, you know, if you see somebody, somebody's, just went through hurricane, for example. And guys, I'm so sorry for you because I saw it. It was just devastating. Do not ask for them. Do not wait for them to ask you for help. Go and call. Don't send a message. When, mm. you know, when you see that somebody has lost their dear one, don't please do not send an RIP message. That's rude. That's rude. Call them. Say, you know what? I'm here. What help do you need? If they don't say anything, still help. <laughs> still help send flowers you know show up bring them food like do stuff for people because i think that as society we have also become so uh we kind of think it's the uh boundaries that people have their privacy boundaries that's also true but at some point we have become so respectful of those boundaries that we almost have become cold with people do you know what i mean yes oh she said she doesn't need help and i don't want to be intrusive People won't tell you they need help. Like not many people will. Yeah. Oh man, that's learn to ask for help and don't wait for somebody to ask you. Just yeah. 
just go ahead and go in and and see you know how you can be of service to them when yeah. you know you know what i'm saying like when you know that something's going on just make the phone call go ahead and take the extra step be be a better human um you always make me feel like so like so motivated i love talking that's with good. you that's good. <laughs> i want you guys to be motivated i want you guys to be motivated because yeah because there's a lot we still have to do yeah oh my god yeah well thank you so much anastasia for joining me today i greatly appreciate it thank you olivia and it's always a pleasure to talk to you thank you thanks for listening to this episode of the empowered woman badass and unfiltered podcast if you found any value in this please consider sharing and subscribing now go out and be a badass